100 games, it's the first time I haven't recognised my team, both in and out of possession, over the course of a 90 minutes. You think you know me. Hello and welcome to the 90 Minute Cynic Podcast. I'm your host, Louis McCaffrey, and tonight I'm joined by, yeah, again, three Chrises. Um, Celtic's backline is two Chrises. One of them's really good and one of them's shite. But uh, to my right, that rhymed, was, uh, is Chris Gallagher. How are you? The Christopher. The good one. I'm not going to say who the good one and who the bad one is. Thank you, Louis. The listeners know. Thank you. Um, Bowd? Hello. Uh, Chris Hail, Bowd. There's two great Chrises at centre-back for Celtic, so... Shut your damn mouth. Well, and that's uh, the last we have from Chris Bout. And uh, the most handsome Chris in the room with his uh, knitted you jumper know, this, this, you, from the, the 90s. The two of you used to be like, genuinely have like this fucking, you know, aggressive, you know, combustible energy. Now it's just a fucking loving. Can you get a bit of the spark back, please, guys? Oh, the spark's there. Don't you worry oh, about that. It's, it's, a, it's a playful, yeah, playful fight. When you listen to last... Um, Alas, I'll just call it. Because uh, you, you forgot it. our names. <laughs> yep. They, they have their wee fights, but it's... Uh, there's a mutual respect there. Well, I wouldn't say respect, it's but... Been earned. A... It's been earned over the course of the last year. And that voice is Christopher Somani. How are you? I'm terrific, Louis. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Good. Glad I'm here. See, I asked how you were. I know. Yeah. See, that's the difference. Mutual respect. That's the difference. Anyway. How, um, are, you, how are you about? I'm great, mate. Aye. How are you? You? you look class, by the way. Aye. Cheers. And you, I like this uh, this top. Sarmani, I like the jumper. Thanks very much. Apparently it's from the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> just like us all, just like us all. Sorry, Larry. Um So we're going to start off, um, we're going to start off with the transfer window because there's been um, a wee bit of developments today with uh, the press conference, obviously covered by the, the press gang um, today. For the cynic, we had Marcus McLeod there um, asking a couple of questions. And this is what Neil Lennon had to say on the last week of the transfer window. If we don't do anything else, I'll, I'll be happy. You know, we've got a great squad and, you know, real quality in it. If it's a very difficult window and we'll see how things go from there. Well, we've got a couple of good players in, you know, and we've sort of streamlined the squad a little bit. Um, you know, Kamala will add a little bit of firepower and pace to the the attack, which is what we needed, and so will bring a bit of strength to the midfield as well. So at the minute, we're definitely stronger. Well, Nick's working very diligently in the background um, to see if there's anything out there. But um, like I said, it's a very... I mean, there's, there's only four or five days left, and um, it's it's a very difficult thing to do in January. But we've done two, you know, what we think's a good bit of business. And if it stops there, then great. Like I said, if there's something available that... You know, make HRI and is affordable, then we may look at it. But um, at the minute, it's very quiet. No, I don't think anyone else will believe in at the minute. 
No, like I say, I think we've got a pretty strong squad now. But like it's, you know, there's always a bit of quality available, and like I say, the right sort of affordability. Then that's something we'll look at. So Lennon saying there, obviously that. If the window closes now as is and we don't sign anybody else this week, that he would be happy with the squad that we've got bowed. Would you be happy if, if that was our business done and we only brought in those those two players and uh, Klamala and Soro? I think I think we need a bit a wee bit more. Um it's one of those we we can see that we need more players or we, we feel we, we need more players because we've had a horrendous time with injuries recently. See, to be honest, see if we weren't in this this position where player after player's getting injured, you'd probably, I mean, at the start of the season, after the transfer window, you were quite happy with the squad. The addition of Soro um, uh, to a kind of defensive mid, definitely needed. Um, I think a striker was definitely needed as well, looking at January. But for me right now, we want another centre-back. We, we want another right-winger. I don't see us getting both of those in, but hopefully we might get get one in yeah I think the, the, the kind of key thing is the fact that he's brought these two players in but these players aren't necessarily players that are going to come in and immediately command a starting place um, you know Klamala's been here for a, f- a few games now he's only really played for about 10 minutes um, Soro it doesn't I mean he would need to he would need to be putting Scott Brown out the team to get game time because it sounds like he's pretty much you know He's a defensive midfielder and that's it. Does it make you nervous, Samani, that you know this is a squad that we're going with and as Boud says, we've got a lot of injuries that we need to contend with as well. Are, are, are you nervous with us, the fact that that might be our business done? Yeah, I am. But then again, even if we'd signed, if, we, if we'd signed somebody of, I don't know, I think we've talked about in the past what sort of player we're signing, we're, people are fans are wanting us to sign somebody that can walk straight into the first team there's still for me there's no there's no guarantees about it do you know what I mean um, I think Bowd's point about the injuries is is a good one because see if you've got the likes of El Hamed fit and stuff like that as well you're maybe a bit less worried about what it's at the back but I don't know there's, there's part of me who thinks we really should have put a marker down in some Pushed way a bit. I, and I mean, when Lennon says stuff like it's difficult to get business done in January, there probably is a truth to that. But there's part of me thinks we're this close; it's tighter than we should be. Go out and do something. Yeah, and, do, and, do, and I, I don't know how I don't know how feasible it is. I'll be I'll be honest with that. But there's part of me thought, let's come in in this window and put it to bed. We, we, we also, haven't done that. We also talk a lot about how January is our preparation window for the qualifiers, yep. you know? Yep. So, have we signed anybody that we think is going to be Well, you're the writing the, the two of them. You're saying they're I'm projects. not writing them off. I'm, well, you keep saying projects they, just because they're young. I mean, the bottom line is, you're, you've said that they're projects. I'm uneasy because I don't know if they'll be able to walk straight into that team. But they might you, very well be. Yeah, And Clamalla, we've not seen much of them, but you know, the circumstances there, Griffiths just getting back to fitness, it probably makes sense for him to get him game time um, before trying an unknown. Um, but yeah, it's still a mess. And I think the, the point about the centre-backs, as much as we've got at least four kind of decent centre-backs there, Yozo and Bitton are both injury-daft. 
They well, both love an injury. Well, love, Neil, love it. Neil Lennon actually said today that he he felt we were. He said, "I think his his words were, we're well covered at centre half." Yeah, you know. So he said that today. So clearly, it kind of makes it sound as if a centre half was never really in the reckoning. But you know, do you think we've came out of this window stronger? Because this is obviously another thing that he was asked. Do you think we're coming out stronger, Chris, than what we went in? Um, I'd say we are coming out stronger, but define the strength that we're coming out. Is, is it like, you know, on a scale of one to is ten? It marginal? I don't... Griffith seems to be back in the frame. If Eddie stays f- totally fit and plays most games, Griffiths is going to be his backup. So is Klamala... It's just we're playing... If we play two up front, if we change it, if we change the system, then essentially we have to play three at the back. And if we play three at the back... We need more centre halves. It's kind of like a cat, you know, caught between a rock and a hard place. Because if if we change the system to play Klamala, for example, we're short at the back. Joe's always said it all this week. He's not good enough. He, he he's he's been, and I said this on the agenda, which you can get on the Patreon, patreon.com slash Um But essentially, when Jozo comes back from injury, he usually comes back and he plays well, and you do think to yourself, "Fuck, we've missed him." And then, you know, seven or eight games later, he's came back and he's been terrible off the bat. He was poor against Kilmarnock. He was atrocious on on Saturday. And, you know, but here's the other thing. You know, Chris Sarmani says, put down a marker, bring someone in. To do that, it would have to be someone exceptional because we're still playing Johnny Hayes at left back. That's the thing. Lennon is so engrossed in having his favourite players, which I'm not I'm not blaming him for. Football managers do that. But, you know, we could bring in, you know, Sorrow could be better than, than Scott Brown as currently, like form-wise, he could be better than Scott Brown. But he won't play. Because Scott um, because because Neil Lennon keeps saying things like, and he mentioned it at the press conference today, um, about, you know, guys who get over the line. They know what it's like to get over the line. So he's talking about McGregor, he's talking about Brown, he's talking about Hayes. And even if we brought like some really good players in, I, I, I'm not so sure they would even go into the fucking squad at this point. I think again with the the injuries we've got, I think Lennon would is just afraid. I think that's why he's played um, at left back instead of uh, instead of Taylor. Um, afraid of what though? It's Ross County. Well, in home. case he gets injured, well, just the fact that we are on and yeah, but everybody in the the back line. He's gave the ball away four times. They I'm, targeted not, I'm not defending yeah, it. Yeah. Exactly. They targeted. They they seen. They'd set up with Mullins' pace. They saw that we were weak at left back, and they saw that Jozo was weak as well. And they sprung us what three times in the three first times half? in the first half, twice yeah. in the second. Yeah. Right. They could they could have easily been two 0 up in the, in the first so, half. So essentially, Hayes is you know as Chris says is getting targeted with good reason, and. You know. I mean, in in defence of them, it's it's the three members of a back four that don't play all that often and haven't played together. They did look like all at sea for quite a lot of that first half, um, and yeah, you know, Ross County were right to to target them, I, I guess. But I do wonder as well if Rangers hadn't lost, if Rangers had won four 0 on Sunday, it might have been different. I, well, I, I do wonder if they see if they they'd actually absolutely tonked hearts. Like 4 0. Tonked them. Tonked. I know, as soon as I said that, I thought, what a wank. Fucking idiot. But if they if they beat them very convincingly, or otherwise known as tonked, <laughs> then I, I, I do wonder if it would be different this week. 
Well, I mean, obviously you've read out, you've read your rundown for the podcast tonight because that was one of the questions I was going to ask. Should the we're going to we will talk a wee bit about that game later on because obviously it's it has implications for us in the league. Um, but do you think that should change anything that the in terms of us being five clear? That game in hand that they have been all the more important and kind of totally changed. Should that change the trans the last week of the transfer window for us and them, or you know should we? I mean, I I, I don't think our transfer business should be dictated by the results of another team. But it, as a lot of people said, there's a chance to put down a marker. No, we we, we still if you know we still should have been going out there, as Sir Manny said to, to actually just. To solidify it, whether they're a point ahead of us or we are two points ahead of them, that's too close. So I think we needed to improve. And looking at it, um, you know, we don't know much about Soro or Klamala, but it's two players in positions that we need. It's two young, highly rated players. So that's good. And the players that we've moved on, I don't think we'll massively miss. I don't think anyone's upset at the players that have, have moved on. No. So. Uh, it looks like an okay window, but there's just other positions, it's, other players we needed to bring see, in. See, see someone, right? And I know, I know it was probably never going to happen, right? But we know him when we know what he's capable of and we know that he would be a first-team starter, Victor Wanyama. If we'd signed Wanyama... Even that, for, that, even for that six one, months. I know, but that, that signing, either side of that result, would have been viewed very differently. Say Rangers had one and we were we still had the potential to be behind the league... Some people would say that we were doing it because we were worried about the challenge and we were desperate. You do it the other side of the result and it's like, yes, we're like, you know, it's a lot more of a, maybe a seen as more of a positive sign that we're kind of putting a marker down and we're trying to make sure of it now rather than kind of worrying about trying yeah, to catch up. Than a panic. But a sign like that's not happened and that's why, that's my worry, the likes of Sorrow and Clamara. I know you're saying that you see them as projects, but... It's that fact that we don't know anything about it. You could have went and got a player that you know for a fact would have went straight in the starting lineup, and you didn't. But it shows. But it shows you that the support. By the way, there's, there's days left, is what I would say. No, there is, yeah. and, and, I, and he, he's not ruling it out. He's obviously talking about <clears throat> your man Hammond looking at things in the background. But the thing about Winyama as well is, I think it shows as a support what we're wanting something, but all we're doing is picking the name of a former player out of the hat. Who is out of favour at his current club? Because I know it's no our job, but we're not identifying anybody. We're just we need this. We need something. And I, I might sound like a bit of a daddy here, but I we do need. I think we maybe do need something, but I'm not sure what is one Yama the sort of guy that makes you win the league. Not well, necessarily. I, I don't know. But then, especially after the game against them, though, when we're, we're, we had like no physicality, we were, a bit more we were, we were, die. We were dominated was, in the middle of the that park. That was tactically. I think. Yeah. I think we were tactically wrong there, as opposed to. In a but lot when Yama would kick fuck out of him, so we, we know that. But we're yeah. still, we're st- we're st- sorry, about very basic point about Wanyama. When we signed Wanyama, not a fucking Celtic fan in the world had heard his name. No, so and this idea that we need to sign a name. It now. also took six months for him to be bedded in. He yeah. was, he was, you know, he was yeah. in and out. So it might take. I mean, Sorrow, is he going to make an impact in, in the title run? Probably not. He might start next yeah. season and he might be terrific. But yes, he will. I think I think Sorrow will be the greatest. <laughs> Love yes. it. Straight Honestly, out of the but I don't think Lennon will have the trust unless, obviously, he's, he's incredible in training or he's forced to because there's some injuries or suspensions. 
as you see, I think Brown's basically going to be in that team until... Well, see, I, I think I said this last week. I, I, I can see see the problem that you've got with a 10, if you will. Yeah. Rogic's form and Christie, right? I could see Sorrow coming in and McGregor moving forward it's at times. Possible. And you've got I, Christie, remember? I'm not assuming... Well, I don't I, I, I don't see Sorrow or Brown. I, 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 I think we could set up where it would be Brown and Sorrow... And you might have McGregor moving forward. Well, do you know one thing from the from the press conference? Um, again, you can hear it on the Press Gang podcast on the Patreon. Sorrow was asked about if he'd kind of had an introduction to training from Scott Brown in terms of any hard tackles or anything like that. And he said that he was actually sitting more defensive and Scott Brown was a wee bit further forward. So he, he never actually came in contact with him. Um, so I'll- it maybe hints to... And you're all actually, actually, it might be different. It might be McGregor moves, Brown moves, and then he takes over Brown's place. Um, obviously, we've got Instat, so you can literally look at any sort of players, everything they've done this season. It's incredible. Touches, Touches tackles. Touches, um, tackles, all their kind of movements and playing stuff. Alan's, Expected tackles. Alan, uh, Edgar, XT. Um, basically sat and watched all of Soros' thing. He says he's a six and that's it. He's like, he, he that's his position. He plays it very well and he's very good, but he's not an eight or a ten. He's not so. It, it would only really work, probably, unless Celtic are like, well, we're you know we're going to experiment with with how you play, and maybe to try and develop him. Oh. But you know, he's played the last, he's played three years of like, first team professional football, and he only ever plays the six. To me, that says he's Scott Brown's backup. He's a Why man of constant sorrow. What's Scott oh, Brown's number? Nice. Um, eight. <laughs> Oh, that's that myth debunked. Listen, see, all these stats, I mean, Alan's looked at his, his things and that, right? So what? Right? <laughs> Alan's a mug, that's my name. Alan, Alan, that's, took the words right out of my mouth. Well, I'll be telling, well, Alan will listen, so. Yeah. No, no. Alan, Ca- Alan Cafro is what I've heard of what they call. Why don't we hear what um, Neil Lennon's got to say on Sorrow? What a segue. Well, it's nice to see him out there. You know, it's been a... Um, Sort of a week or so since we've done the deal, and um, you know he's come through training absolutely fine. Just a little bit more quality, and um, you know a bit of support in there in the midfield area. You know he's had a good career so far. You know he's played in some tough leagues, and he's played for a team that you know wouldn't have been one of the top teams in Israel, but he's um, you know he stood out, and he's been very consistent in his performances there. A bit of both, really. I think he could. You know we'll have to see what his condition is. You know, but he's been playing up until. Sort of the end of the year there, um, probably been training on his own for the last week or so. So he may need, you know, a week or two of adaption before we decide to, you know, use him. I don't want to predict the future. I just want him to come in, settle. I mean, he's only in the door, and we're trying to sell him off already. He's got good potential. Yeah, I mean, he can. He reads the game well. He's he can drive. He can pass the ball. He can break up play. You know, so I'm hoping he brings all those attributes to the team. So with Sorrow then, do you think about that we'll see him soon? Would you be inclined to maybe okay, maybe he's not gonna start, but if for example we were a few goals up, maybe like what we were at the weekend, would you be tempted to take Brown off now and put him on and just see what he's capable of? Maybe yeah. not maybe not tomorrow night because a bit soon, but going forward. Absolutely. I think um we've we've talked about it before. We need someone who can you know, carry some of the water, or you know, cover some of the slack for Scott Brown because he can't play a water carrier. Can't play seventy games a season, um, and we don't want to risk injuring him. And as he gets older, we want to spare his legs. So if Soro 
can do that. It's not funny words in there, by the way. It's like he's been sacrificed. Funny words. It's like you'll be sacrificed anymore, your Auntie Brown chat. But um, yeah, no, absolutely. Get him in there, get him some game time. Hopefully, he can be the successor to the greatest player that the mighty Glasgow Celtic have ever seen. But you just wanted him dropped, brilliant. Um, <laughs> so he sort of compelled his playing style, at least, to N'Golo Kante, saying that he's the type of player who his main objective when he's on the pitch is to win the ball back. Um, be aggressive, be intense, get the ball back and then move on. Is that something we've maybe been missing, Samani? When was the last time we had a player who could do that with the intensity? Obviously... Oh, nice. So Brilliant. thanks. Yeah, he's um, <laughs> so I'm gonna make a bold prediction. Oh Jesus. remember you you remember you predicted Kawasi would play in the old the Glasgow Derby game like two days after he'd signed? <laughs> Sorrow will have a couple of good games before the end of the season. Oh, for fuck's sake. You heard it here first. It's a prediction. You can hold me to that. Here's an even bolder prediction. Sorrow will have a starting place in the starting lineup by the end of the season. That's not that bold. How? At the expense of Browntown? Ryan Christie. A start. No, no, no. He will be a <laughs> oh, first will choice be pick. The name Fuck in the team sheet. Man. Well, choose your words carefully. I just chose them. I you sure didn't understand them? No. Tit. Anyway. I listened. I heard you talk shite. Thank um, you. <laughs> no, he's not, he's not going to start ahead of me. So, <laughs> so, wait a minute. See, going back. <laughs> you just said you would. See that bit. Some talking about Kouassi, is he not signed for Genk on loan to replace the guy that's gone to Man United? Aye. And was it Genk? Uh, Poor Genk. It was Genk that wanted Genk and Sorrow. Dijon Mustard that wanted uh, Sorrow. Aye, <laughs> uh, they've got him on loan for, I don't know, the rest of the season and then there's an option to buy. Kawasi could be good, you just don't know. I mean, that's the thing. He could be good. Right, before we move on from could the be transfer, <laughs> move on from the transfer window. Have if we decided, w- or have we all decided Bio maybe shy? I'm not, not Louis. I, I have put an impassioned tweet out about him the other night. <laughs> He's the greatest. He's the greatest. <laughs> um, also, I haven't gave up on Kouassi. We'll see. <laughs> if he is good, he's signing for Gink. And we'll get money. Ah, if he's Who good, cares? they'll go like that. We're going we're gonna to buy him and we'll go. No, you're not. No, you're not. Pretty <laughs> <laughs> much. Eh? We found out he's good. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be Peter Lowell. <laughs> Gink. Where did Peter Lowell become a bam for Crawford? Crossed with uh, the boy from... The Simpsons. Uh-huh. Right, okay. Um, so if we Just do sign one stuff. more player before Friday, if you're only getting one, what position are you filling? I think, right, can I jump in quickly? Like, <laughs> uh, feel free to answer. I mean, that's your job. Right right wing is light. Good. I, I, I'm looking at it. I'm looking at the league from comrades. I'm looking at lovely. I'm looking at it from from this perspective that I think even though our defence isn't great, we're not actually going to concede that many in Scotland. And I'd like to increase the ability to score goals. And therefore, I would probably if you can only sign one more. It doesn't look like we're going to sign anyone else. But if we can only sign one one more player, I'd like a really really good. Winger, 
um, that could challenge James Forrest a little bit because Forrest, I thought Forrest was okay on Saturday. He's he's, he's not performing at the levels he was at, at the beginning of the season. With Eli Unissi coming back, um, I, I'd like a really good natural right-sided winger because I want to score goals because I think if we score more goals, we, we'll, we'll score more than we're going to concede anyway, but sometimes we've been struggling to score. Thanks, Christian. Um, that's what I'd also like to say. See, uh, El Yunusi, I'm glad you said El Yunusi because I'm, uh, I, I, see this Moy Pat. It's not for me. Oh, I don't say it either. I say Elianusi. It's in his Twitter handle. It's what he's been called so fuck. His name's Elianusi. Elianusi. If he wants to be called Moy, I'll call him Moy. Hey. Moy the boy? Come on. <laughs> or you could call him Moy and put a little H in there. How many pints was it you had? Was it just the one? It was one Look, and a What bit. happens, the minute you pluralise it, You've got a ginger manager in charge oh, of West Ham. Jesus Christ, that's a good point. But you wanted it, Celtic. Oh, um, still. Right, what, <laughs> what position? Uh, he's convinced me. I think I think we are probably a, a bit light at um, centre-half, especially with the injuries. Yeah. But I think we're probably at times missing a bit of creativity. We're missing Paddy. Everybody <laughs> knows it, man. Should Everybody have, knows it. That's what absolutely brought Paddy in. How many uh, for Paddy and for us. I, I tend to agree. The only thing... The point is, really, I suppose, Schwed and Arzani. Can they do anything? We're alive. If if they aren't good enough to play in a first team, then we've got James Forrest at right, and Christie kind of pushed there. So I'd say right wingers the position we want. If out of nowhere Schwed and Arzani can actually do something, then it's centre back. Arzani's in the same. Arzani and Schwed are in the same boat as anyone that comes in. Lennon hasn't seen enough of them in competitive game time, so I can't see him, him starting either of them if he's still starting Johnny Hayes at left back over, um, would you call him Taylor. Taylor, because he's not convinced that he's, you know... Nah, so, I mean, there's no point talking about him at this a, point. Anyone that, I honestly think anyone that comes in that's not like a almost household name, is Lennon going to trust them? I, I just don't see it. With Lewis Morgan up front at one point, people are going to get chances, but yeah, I agree with you. We'd lose Morgan up front because it was anybody else. We'd lo- we, lo- we didn't have Lewis Morgan up front because it was a choice. We'd lose Morgan up front because there was literally no one else. There's a chance, right? I mean, Johnny we... Hayes could have went up front. <sighs> he was injured. I wouldn't playing left back. I wouldn't put it. Out, uh, I, I wouldn't say that's beyond the realms of possibility. But look, we can see what <clears throat> happened with Christie last season. Right, guys who are essentially written off by the Celtic support can at times grab their chance. Guys, am I going to stand here and say Schwed or Arzani are going to make a massive impact? No. Is there potential for that to happen? Yeah. I think Arzani's potentially a brilliant player. One game would change it as well. See if either of them come in and perform the way Christy did at um, Tynecastle when he came on. Not Tynecastle, uh, Murrayfield. Murrayfield, sorry, yeah. That's a complete game changer. But he came, he came on with 55 minutes, uh, 60 minutes. He came on with 60 minutes on the board, so he had half an hour. You're not going to do anything really in 10 minutes, unless we're one nil down. And it, uh, what about 20 minutes? I think, I, I, joking aside, I, gen- I genuinely minutes. think you need 30 minutes. 18 like, minutes. If you get, if you, right if you get 28 minutes. He's got what we're saying here is, right, the chance is there. But they have, to start, they have to start, though, I think. Nah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't like. we should probably cover also who's went out the door. So, um, Afalabi has went to Dunfermline on loan for the rest of the season. Um, Kouassi's obviously went to Genk and Jack Hendry is now in the team of the week for Melbourne <laughs> City in the A-League in Australia. Connor Hazard went to Dundee. Uh, also, yeah. O'Connor went to Partick Thistle. Indeed. 
Um, I, th- I think has Morgan been confirmed? No, no, he's not. No. So it's not been confirmed. Like it kind of went quiet. But Le- Lennon obviously he'd said there that there was no one else leaving. But I think that I, I think I don't think that includes yeah. Morgan. I think he's basically considered gone. I've just not announced it yet. Right. Okay. Um, so anyway, moving on, we've had a couple of games since last week. Obviously, um, firstly the the Kilmarnock game. Um, we spoke about it last week about you know potentially a tricky game um, away to Kilmarnock, plastic pitch and all that. We weren't sure how it was going to start. It ended up um, Fraser Foster on goals, uh, Jozo, Julian, Ayer, uh, Frimpong and Hayes were in the wide areas, and then Cal McGregor, Scott Brown, Olivia and Cham, Edward and Griffiths up front. Um, eventually ran out three one winners, although. It, wasn't the most convincing performance again, Tomani? What was your thoughts? Uh, I didn't think we ever really looked in danger of losing it. See, in terms of, I know that's not Kilmarnock's Clark, if you will, um, but it's always a bit of a nasty place to go to, and I thought, without being spectacular, we were competent. Their goal, I just blame Jozo for it. It was a half-hearted clearance. Other than that, I didn't think they looked as if they would score. Um... And it was, a bit of a freak, it was a bit of a freak goal, you know, because the shot was quite pathetic. Um, but I've got to remember, Julian was really deep as well. Like, see, for like Jozo, it was his fault, but I don't think it was just his fault. I think it was everyone's fault. I think the defence last couple of weeks has been right. all at sea. We know who he blamed. Absolutely. Well, listen, he was tracking the, the Ayers tracking him in the six yard box, then leaves him. He doesn't pass him on to anybody else in the boy scores. Jozo clears that. It's, it's yeah, of course, it's, if he clears it, but you know, yeah. So if, it was if his, he clears it, was his, it, it was his man at one point. And um, he, he Christopher Julian, away. Christopher Julian was keeping everyone on side. Yeah. So the play, the go, the, the striker, the guy who scored. You know, so you can't just blame one guy. No, oh, but uh, we can point. Oh, no, the, we can blame Jozo. Calm down. We, we can, can't blame. We can Ayer. point. We can point the, th- the the faults of all of them. But we just anyway, we can't exclude one. Anyway, guy. see this inter WhatsApp <laughs> jibing that you've got with Christian. Let's move on for that. A serious, serious discussion. No, no, you're you're the host. Come on, <laughs> move it on, son. All right, I thought you were talking about WhatsApp. No, no. Um, so Griffiths obviously got his goal. He made it uh, two goals in two games. Had a wee kind of jai, but um, Chris Boyd went in his celebration when he scored. He took the goal well. Um, yeah, getting. Oh, he did. All right, it wasn't the cleanest strike, but he so got he it. didn't take it well then. <laughs> no, but and it deflected in, and the keeper was really bad for it. It was a shite goal. Let's move on. Um, the tackle on Frimpong, oh, shocking. shocking, absolutely shocking. Um, I'm not gonna repeat. Not uh, gonna. Here we go. Uh, support or advocate vigilante justice, <laughs> but you yeah. also just repeated the fact that you were not going to repeat something as yeah. well. <laughs> Uh, did I say repeat? I thought I meant advocate. Or say doesn't matter. Um, don't you know bring harm to the person that harmed Frimpong? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> okay. Ninety minutes. Cynic does not condone the statement of Chris Bowd. <laughs> <laughs> um, at the time, Chris, did you think it was? Did Did you think he got the ball no. and he was just aggressive in the follow through? I think because that's what I thought initially. And then when you see it slowed down, he doesn't actually touch the ball. Um, but there's you know just see sometimes you can get the ball and still fill the guy you know what I mean yeah. Yeah, he's putting his opponent in danger it's a bit like the Cosgrove tackle in Ayer I mean yeah. people are yeah. saying that's, it was, it was, that's dangerous play 
Now, see this. He's not in control, is it's, he? It's yeah, a very, it. it's a very Scottish thing, you know, in terms of oh, I got the ball, you know. So therefore, the headbutt doesn't matter. <laughs> I, it, do you know what I mean? It's like it's. You need to look at everything. I don't think he didn't. If you look at it, it was from Paul obviously moved the ball away. But to come through somebody at that pace and that speed and the trailing leg to take him the way he did, I'm sorry, you can't, you, it's, you, it's, you can't yeah. say that that's It's like, it's like saying if you make any tackle and you touch the ball in any way, then it's not a foul. Of, of course, it, it is a foul. And to be honest, the guy should have been sent off. I mean, it's a, it's a red card. Um, and... You know, sitting. You know, the, the, they look over it in, on on Sky. With look over it from five different, you know, di- five or six different times. See, wait, Chris Boyd in the fucking studio. You're never going to get any sort of honest opinion. So send it off. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, Frimpong, obviously, he's not back yet, and, and Neil Lennon said today that he is going to see a specialist. So they don't, they still don't know quite how long he's going to be out for, or the, the level of damage that's been inflicted. But it, it didn't sound too bad, though. It sounded not, like he no. would be. Um, but there, there has been a wee bit of speculation that teams are looking at him from down south, and with possibly a, a view to signing him in the summer. We just shouldn't be accepting any offers at this point, Bud. No, offerless. Offerless. Knock them all back. If if he was to go, do you think we would? Do you, do you think we would get the type of money like a, I don't know, like a Tierney? Is it going to come in with big money? Because surely we're not going to accept something like you know six seven million pound. Right. So here's my my thoughts on it. Frimpong looks a terrific player. Looks really good. Looks like he's got a real high ceiling. But has he done really that much? No. I mean, he, he, he's got all the attributes, but... but all you the, don't want to lose him. Well, I think... Plus, we're only going to get 10 bob for him, because they've got a 30% sell-on clause, man. Uh, so. yeah. And the other thing is, I think, see this whole like idea... 15 pence is the offer. No, sorry, I fucked that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Carry on. Yeah. Quick see, maths. <laughs> 75 pence. I think the fact, the fact of the matter is that I think teams are always in contact with players. So I think Celtic probably have spoke to Dundee United about Shankland, for example. They probably just went, what are you after for him? And that's, I'm sure that happens all the time with every player. That doesn't, it doesn't mean anything. No one's made a bid. No one's made a fit. It's a lot of push. Make an inquiry button on football manager. Exactly. <laughs> when, um, obviously we've already spoke a wee bit about the goal, but when Kilmarnock well, See when you get, get the up, message back that says um, the club doesn't want to do any business, should you still make another bid? Because that... Uh, always. See that night, where he, was, see that night where he was absolutely canned and you couldn't control him. That's fine. Tonight? Just no excuses. Energy. Um, when we when it did go two one, was anybody worried? Julian obviously scored the third and, and finished them off with a good header. Delivery but was brilliant. See if I'm, see if you if you're yeah. going to say that Griffith's finish wasn't the cleanest. Yeah. That sort of delivery is something that he really brings to the team. The cross, I mean, the header was great, but the cross made it. It was phenomenal. I think that needs to be said. How, how do we not have players? With all the players on our team that are technically really good. They can strike a ball really well. I just don't understand why they can't cross the ball on. No, no. Uh, set pieces like I know Christie obviously wasn't playing, but Christie set pieces. McGregor's as well. McGregor's are terrible as well. I, I just I, I don't understand it. I completely agree. I think that you know, obviously we had a link up between Griffiths from set pieces and Boyata uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, Griffiths and Julian look like you know that's back to that sort of ability to you know pick him out from the crowd and good yeah. run and stuff so and yeah julian just looks like he's grown and grown and uh, uh attacking whether it's corners or free kicks yeah. he's just really up for getting getting headed goals 
Wow. Um, <laughs> so, after the obviously after the uh, Kilmarnock game during the week, we had uh, Ross County at the weekend. Um, the lineup for the Ross County game was Fraser Foster and goal. Uh, Bauer at right back, Suminovich, Julian, and Hayes. Um, Brown, McGregor, Forrest, and Cham Johnson came back in for a start. Um, and Lee Griffiths up front. Obviously, going into the game, there was a bit of worry and a lot of speculation about why Eddie, because obviously the, the rumours had come out that Eddie wasn't starting. A lot of people were starting to panic, thinking that he was maybe going to be heading off somewhere, but it turns out he had a toe injury and wasn't going to be risked from the start. Um, Bauer and Hayes, we've kind of mentioned it um, earlier on, but the two of them, are they even good enough for a backup at this point? I mean, I'm sure are you going to be confident, say, if you were to go away to Tynecastle, you were to go away to Pataudry, something like that, would you feel confident with them two as your fullbacks? I Personally, I, I wouldn't be now. Not at all. See, anyone that's watched 24, Jack Bauer, at the end of the episode, he's got like an hour to do something, otherwise everything's fucked. <laughs> that's Bauer with his career. He has an hour to save his Celtic career because he was shite. Six he is minutes. shite. You sound how, like Chris Boyd. How, how does he have an hour to save his career? Because otherwise he, there's going to be... He made a link. Just let it go. It's a pretty good link. It's, it's a good just, link. Just the name and the time. It's the TV show <laughs> 24. It's a very up-to-date contemporary link. Yeah. Um, uh, Bauer was garbage. He's just not good enough. Um, and also... It's a wee shame, though. He's a nice guy. It's a wee shame. I don't know anything about him other than he wears fucking trench coats to fucking nights out. Like a fucking weirdo. He did look like a that dick at night. That was... In my estimations. Yeah, I was happy with that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Exactly. I'd love to see you turn up somewhere like that, Inspector Gadget style. <laughs> he's, <laughs> can. He's, got, he's got a trench coat. I have the means, Louis. I have the means. It's, have you got the hat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've we'll got we'll a get hat. It's not as good as that. Yeah. He's got a hat. <laughs> it's not ideal. Um, I'm a hat owner. Proud. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the, we, we, play, we played Hayes at left back. Greg Taylor, Ball and Golly, both been on the bench recently, at least. Um, Greg Taylor's played. Well, he's not been on the bench since the turn of the year, since we came back. I thought he'd been, I thought he was on the bench in the first game back. The, the part, no, part that's a game? No, I don't think he was, no. Um, but Greg Taylor, at least, why have you been not playing him at left back? Don't know. That's the manager. Brilliant. No, no, no. But <laughs> seriously, why? Why are we not doing it? None. Nobody knows. No, no. Like, like, I don't want you to take that person. No, no, no. Right? It's, it's just because you've taken the half. Just to. I mean, Louis taking it tight tonight. Foley was on the bench for Partick Thistle. You were right. Oh, thanks. This clown was wrong. Apologies. So good. good. Apologise to the listeners, Chris. So, so I, I see you must have had a hard day today because you're taking the nip at any sort of thing. That wasn't a jibe, right? Not, why, good, not why, good for the podcast. Why are we playing you know? Hayes over Taylor? I don't know. Ask the manager because nobody else knows. Cool. Um, Johnson back in the starting <laughs> lineup. Uh, Chris, yeah, were you impressed? Uh, yeah. I thought that in the first half, he carved out two of our best chances. Um, he was quiet in the first half, but I think that was to do with the laboured play um, from the entire team. I thought that when Edouard came on, everyone everyone lifted, specifically <coughs> MJ. And uh, he really should have scored with that one at the end, but he does the one too. Um, but listen, Griffiths brings something very very different to Edouard. Edouard is a superstar. 
and when he comes off the pitch, he gives everyone a lift, and his link-up play is a thousand times better than Griffiths. And so Griffiths is always trying to run in behind. Edwards always trying to link players into the game and then use that as a foil to, to run off. He's a far better player, um, and... I'll be honest, I think Griffiths playing as a, as the lone striker is counterproductive to the entire team and it's going to cost us if he keeps doing it. Now, that if, the, if Saturday was because of a broken toe, fair enough. But Griffiths, to me, is not the type of player that can play the lone striker role consistently because he's not going to, he doesn't do enough for the team. And it's, it's to be, we've been having this discussion and this argument since Brendan Rodgers, Ratchel's come in. Yeah. So. Yeah. You play him on the... The left, if Moy and MG aren't there, you get his set pieces. If you're going to play two up front... <laughs> Ahead of Johnny Hayes, yes. So the way Klamala plays, Klamala plays the exact same style of football as Griffiths plays. He, play, he plays like Jamie Vardy, right? That sounds interesting, right? It's not that much different from from Griffiths, but see, because he's a bit taller and a bit more physical, he's fast, but he's also physical. Adds two different dimensions to his play if we're playing two up front I would rather play with Klamala and Edward Edward and Griffiths the link there just doesn't seem to be a link there which is fine it just sometimes doesn't happen that strikers just don't can't link up the, the I mean the first the first half was really poor again like performance wise and obviously fucking rank we got we got the lead with a, a penalty I don't think there's any dispute over the penalty the, the Ross County players themselves didn't really protest very much at all um, and Cal McGregor obviously tucked it away but there was a nervousness again when it was just one goal ahead and the, you could. It, it came across, I, I, I wasn't there, but watching it on TV, it came across that there was a nervousness in, in the crowd. There was, but, a, there was a nervousness after 15 minutes. You were there, Chris. Mm. Was it after about 15 minutes? It was more to do with the, what do you call it, the, the shakiness of the back four. Because I, I, when I was there, it, it, that was what was concerning me more than our ability to break them down. Right, because a lot of the times when you get stuffy games like that, it's not so much that you're troubled, it's that you can't shift their banks. wasn't really like that. Okay, we, we struggled with that a bit early as well. Probably should have scored um, um, a few, uh, we had yeah. a few chances. Forrest had one, I think that was 1-0, mind you, where he... The header. The header. Yep. If he puts that in, probably buries it. That was a great save, though. It was Mullen. Well, it was right at him. I mean, every, a few people have said that to me. If he puts that either side, the he was going the other way, was he not? Are you backing James Forrest up here? Right? Yeah, Hi. there you go. Why not? Um, no, but the, I mean, uh, anybody with any note would have just buried it. But anyway, <laughs> he's getting a neck. He can't put his neck in. Fair does, fair does. But Mullen, the, the, the fact is, the pace Mullen's very pacey. They identified our weakness, and that's what was concerning me. I think that's where the nervousness came in because you were turning in the person next to you and going, "We should be two 0 down." They, um, they or, or could be. So. What I, you know, I've watched the highlights a couple of times. The one that concerned me most, well, there was a, the, I think there was three clear-cut chances that they created in the first half. They all came down our left-hand side, yep. with the exception of one, which what, well, it was still our left-hand side of, of the box, but it was more straight. It was just a long ball from their left-back position to our left, just cross-field ball, and the striker was one-on-one. And ball watching. Holy fuck. Yeah. And that's, you'd ask Sormani if he was worried about, you know, he felt nervy during the Kilmarnock game. I, I think it was a poor performance against Kilmarnock. Do you? 
I don't, I don't think it was I great. Thought, we won three right. one, but I, I wasn't was afraid okay. of Kilmarnock. I just didn't think it was a great performance. I don't think we played bad. I thought we were alright. This game we won three 0 and I think it was a poorer performance for most of the game. Um, and I thought, I I thought Eddie, Eddie was a lot more worried them. during this game. Yeah, Eddie turns it around completely. Yeah, um, but Eddie, up to that point, yeah. Eddie, Eddie's second goal, especially, it was a great. I actually think it was a great pass with James Forrest because he. It was tight between a couple of players, and they managed to put it in a great position for him. Could have been cut out. Aye, it was. It was a. It Aye. was a good pass. Um, so I see one really thing on goal. James Forrest. He, Eddie actually started it in the build-up. Yeah. One thing on James Forrest. I said to Claire because I was there with Claire, and um, I said, "Watch every time Forrest gets the ball, and every time Forrest got the ball, they doubled up on him. And I don't mean like they doubled up where, you know, winger fullback. I mean they actually closed off any." Ability to pass, and I kept. No one was in any way giving him an option at all, at all. And it's like he can't. So people are turning around saying James Forrest was shite, and do you know what? He didn't have his best game, but he also had no. Every time he got the ball, they doubled up on him. They closed him down really, really quickly, and he had nobody to pass because no one was giving him an option. I actually get so frustrated that at one point I just turned into a total Dan, shouted at Julian or one of the defenders to hoof it to fucking Griffiths. Yeah, he was standing there waiting. And every time we did that, as you say, they were just on Forrest Law. The, the, the thing about Forrest, though, is this is this comes from a, 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 a position whereby we know the level he can perform at. So it's not like you've got guys like Johnny Hayes who have never hit the heights for Celtic and never will hit the heights. Guys like Lewis Morgan coming on and starting, and you know they're never going to do that. What's more frustrating about Forrest is what we've seen him do in the past for Celtic. That that that's what gets at me. Now this could be fatigue. We talk about other players playing too many games, you know? Guys like McGregor who just seems to be able to continue to play. But what I'm saying is that because everyone knows how good the player he is, as soon as he gets the ball, well, yeah, there's yeah. two people on him. Yeah. Which you should be we should, we should, No, but yeah, we should be using that as a foil to have a spare man in other situations. But we're not switching the play quickly enough. We're not we weren't in any way sort of Supporting, supporting him in it. So I get your point. He's not necessarily playing at the top of his game. However, there are factors outside of his form, and that's one of them. And I just thought it was really unfair the abuse he was taking. One thing um, that was maybe hints at you know how impressive their depth of squad is, despite all the injuries that we've got, is the bench at the weekend. We had Craig Gordon and go- eh, Craig Gordon on the bench. I don't know what has been. Injured. He just he's, he broke his finger and he never he just uh, never came. He back. broke it. I mean, he was honking against collusion. Thankfully, we've never seen him since then. Apparently, he was the greatest member. He said that. <laughs> yep. But now we've got the karate kid himself, Craig Gordon. Um, <laughs> the what? The karate kid himself. That's uh, a good one. Thank you. Um, so we had Gordon, Greg Taylor, Clamara, Tom Rogic, the greatest. Uh, Eddie, Stephen Welsh. That's the boy who's on loan at Greenock Morton that we just recalled yep. the centre half. So him going on the bench, possibly. What? Do you like him? No, no, I'm just nodding because he's a centre half. All right, so sorted. We don't. Um, we, we don't need a centre half. Well, we had to bring a back guy for guy back from fucking Greenock. To but maybe be, we I do. John Watson had retired. To be fair, I think there. I think there was a lot of positive kind of reviews of him I think he'd played quite a lot and had been playing really well but just the fact he's on the bench I wonder okay fair enough it isn't partly necessity with injuries but maybe he's a player that is they feel like they can give a chance to I I think that makes sense because Henderson came back because he wasn't playing Welsh was playing so that suggests to me and the fact he was on the bench suggests to me that Lennon thinks you're not putting a a, a, a young centre half on in a title race like this though 
if you're if you're not if you're if you're too afraid to put on a, a, a left back that's played yeah. hundreds of games, well, why wouldn't you just go buy one? Yeah, yeah, we'll see. And uh, we had Karamoko Dembele um, on the bench as well, and he obviously came on. So you know, there's nah, it's, I need to say that in Dembele. I mean, Dembele's obviously. A phenomenal talent. Scored again today for the reserves. Um, do you know what I mean? He's obviously a phenomenal, but he, he just doesn't look physically ready for the first team. And I just thought, what's the point in him coming on? Now, I agree. I'd I, 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 rather seen Klamala because I was a bit disappointed that 3 0 up, we still never brought him on for the I, last I, 10 minutes. I, I probably would. Maybe, I mean, I mean, I'm, I'd love to be proven wrong, but when I see Dembele, he just still looks to me physically as if he's needs to take that step and that's probably he's, he's so young as well you know Yeah. and I don't know whether the wider there's the hype around him there's been some level of promise that he's going to have to play some games and obviously when you, you, you hear about him you're very excited to see him but it, the glimpses I've seen of him I've just thought I don't think you're physically ready for the first team I think he has physically developed a lot in the past year but as you say Maybe not quite there yet but mm. I, I don't, don't see the, what's the point of bringing him on for, for 10 minutes I don't know I, well, we, Again, I just wanted to see him, but I, I think he might. There might be value in him getting that wee five minutes, as you say. He's maybe not ready to play a game, but getting that little learning, just what, what understanding. We, what, what, we just brought this Klamala guy in. We brought him in. Uh, that's and, it. If you're Klamala sitting on the bench here, truly three 0 up at home, that was the ideal situation to give him a run out. Yeah. I, I completely agree. I don't. I don't. You know, he's about <clears throat> mafia with uh, Dembele. He's going to be the new Tony Atlas. Too much, too soon. And you who? Tony Atlas. Who do you play it's for? It's a wrestling thing. It's a wrestling thing. Oh. Um, <laughs> Did they win the <laughs> WrestleMania? No. See, that. I mean, I don't know about you, but when they said Tony Atlas, I immediately thought, I've never heard of that football player. Turns yeah. out he was a wrestler. <laughs> sounds like a boxer, the way. Tony Atlas. Tony Atlas sounds like a... I think he was a boxer. He was a Golden Gloves boxer, actually. But... Cartographer. Um, <laughs> but I, with Clamalla, it would have been quite good if he literally just <laughs> brought Eddie on on like 63 minutes and then on 70 minutes just took him off and put Kamal on. Yeah, <laughs> you actually could have done yeah. your job, yeah. pal. Absolutely. Um, so, rest of the results from the weekend. Here we go. My everybody's been waiting for. Um, Breaking. We're going to go through them all. I'm going to build it up. Um, Livingston 4, Hamilton 2. Hard fought game. Yep. Uh, Motherwell Hibs, 0-0. Score draw. Hard for game. No, it's the Jack, the, it's the Jack Ross effect. Um, absolutely. Uh, St. Johnson two, Kamarnock one. Hard for game. Uh, Hard for game. Another goalless draw at St. Mon with Aberdeen. Hard for game. And then the last game <laughs> on Sunday. Yeah, you actually had to look at it there. <laughs> the last game on Sunday was Heart of Midlothian against the Rangers. Hearts one two one. Oh. Did they? Do, 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 do. Anybody watch it? I watched it. I watched it. I uh, watched the second half. I watched it. A lot of people calling for a reaction pod. Um, <laughs> I <laughs> thought that was a tremendous idea, to be honest with you. Um, um, no, I know, but you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Um, but just don't. Rangers <laughs> won now up. They absolutely the last fluffed the it. And um, Hearts... Hearts get a goal back pretty quick through uh, ex-Rangers player Naismith, which his reaction uh, for that goal, by the way, I know captain of Hearts and he's like, but what a finish! Um, And then obviously towards the end of the game, um, 
Liam Boyce, who had only arrived the day before. I think he had had one training session, possibly. Yeah. Um, Boyce of the Old Brigade. I know it's an old one, but still. Won it for Hearts I was going to say only, I was, actually, instead of saying only, it made me chuckle. I was going to say, I was about to say it made me chuckle a lot, but I didn't. Smith Luck Rangers. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, Samani, what was your reaction? Did you, we kind of mentioned it Still earlier. Shaking his head. There's a bit of a weight off the back. Um, well, I mean, I think... we were, Obviously, us winning, we went five ahead of them, although they had effectively two games in hand, and then they get beat. We remain five ahead with a game in hand um, at the top. Of it. And it totally changes their game in hand now because they really have to win it. Well, uh, I mean, there's a few things about it. One, I had a feeling that might be the case because the way Stendhal had moved, um, he'd, he'd have a, when I seen Stendhal, I immediately thought, you're a bit of a diddy. But that but, was brave, but, man, brave manage, uh, managerialism. Is that the right word? But he, got rid of, he got rid of Glenn Whelan. He got rid of Christoph Berra. And he immediately started saying, I want to implement my own style on this. Boyce, everybody thought Boyce is a good signing when he yeah. went out and got him. Um, made Nath Smith captain, whatever you think of him, you know, the age he is or whatever, he's still a good player. So he's went out, I, I just had a feeling, especially after their cup win against um, Airdrie, you know, getting five goals, I thought. I just had a wee feeling that they might get something. Um, what I will say, though, is Gerard's reaction after it surprised me. Yeah. Well, it didn't. It didn't surprise me because that's what he does. But they weren't bad to the point he made them out to be. And since then, all we've heard is they're looking to move players. He said we're not signing them, and then there's all this rumor about them trying to get guys in that they've just signed out the door so that they can make a bit of cash to get somebody else back in. Sounds like they're panicking a wee bit, which I don't. Now I'm. I don't think they were very good on Sunday, but they weren't as bad as he made out. I mean, they had two or three chances with the mother. They could have won it at points. I I thought his reaction was incredible. I thought it really showed into his mind. I think he he thinks that's it. I I, I genuinely do. He started saying stuff like, "This is the worst we've played in a hundred games," and I'm 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 shocked. And we need to have a meeting tomorrow. They asked him about the game on Wednesday, and he went, "I don't. I can't even think about tomorrow, let alone Wednesday." Uh, we need to get through Monday. We need to get Monday, well. Tuesday, and all it, this. It was, like it's it, as if he's just he's. Fucking realize! I think so, he thinks it's away. Yeah, it's the exact opposite of what Neil Lennon would do in that situation. Downplay it, look at the positives. Yeah. You know, and you can be critical over, without sounding it. like you fucking. But I think what it proves is they're going to drop points before the end of the season. See all this? I can't see where they're going to drop points. Come on, man! That's not the way it works. We're probably going to drop points in other games as well. Is this going to be hard fought? Aye, but. Do you know what I mean? It's, people, people, what I don't like as well is some people now are, are going, yes, that's it, because if they win their games in hand, they, you know, they won't go top of the league again. Yes. It's not going to work like that. It's, it's going to, there's there's, a, lot going of to football, be, there's, there's a lot of football to be played. There but, is. Yeah. But there is just, you know, people have went from that, I can't see anywhere where they'll drop points. Right? Just madness saying that to... Yes, that's it. It's just but everybody's see, up and down do you know so what, much with us. One, one, I, I, like uh, 
we probably don't listen to Super Scoreboard, but see when things like this happen, I love putting it on just to hear Hugh Evans and what he comes out with. And he said that um, it was advantage Rangers going into the weekend because of that game in hand. And he was asked, so because of the results, does that mean it's advantage Celtic? And he goes, no. It's not swung in Celtic's favour. It's just, it's just. You know, even once upon a time was a journalist, but that's what he uh, is. He's a shock uh, job. Absolutely hilarious. But Gerard did say, you know, Celtic were waiting to see if we blinked, and we blinked big time. Do you, do you think that is that what happened? Was it? Do you think it was just one bad performance bout, or do you think this is? You know, we've seen it happen last year when they, they beat us uh, in the last game of the year, then they came back and got beat against Kilmarnock. Do you think maybe the hype was just too big again and the reality is maybe setting in? I think there's a bit of bottle crashing. I think there's Morelos being really important to them, uh, Tavernier uh, 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 being important to them as well. Um, I, uh, I, I've said before, we've had horrendous luck with injuries they haven't although they're starting to get a couple we've of got another gear to go up well Ryan with. Jack's out for a couple yeah. of weeks I mean, oh, we've got another gear to go up and I think that we were uh, once we start hitting form then we can we'll start thinking about leaving them behind a wee bit do you think um, do you think Hearts maybe showed us how to beat them in terms of physically you know dominating them in midfield being really intense really pressing them kind of like what they did to us in the game in December does that show us that's what we need to do to them? See, I, I mean... Maybe we are, you would I, hope we have a wee bit more quality on the ball, but... I think... I mean, let's, there's this. There's also been a feeling that Gerard's some sort of tactical magician. Do you know what I mean? It's been known for a while now that we don't like being harried or pressed high. You know what I mean? That was Rogers When Rogers But people no one figured does. That, when, well, I know. But when Roger, that got figured out against Rogers, teams used it against us all the time. Now, they put the extra man in midfield against us, did that, and we looked really uncomfortable. So doing that back to them, is that, do you know what I mean? Is that tactical genius as well? But, I, mean, I mean, see, I, we, me- we mentioned it, like, the game that they played in the cup final, the league cup final. Yeah. They played better than us, they set up better than us, and you thought to yourself, right, okay, so when it comes to the game on the 29th, we know exactly how they're going to set up. Mm. And they did. We yes, we lost the 29th. Rangers did, right, Rangers did obviously beat us, but it's not like, it wasn't like a masterclass of tactical awareness and the players played out their skin. We just didn't turn up. We know how to beat Rangers because we've beat them twice this season. So, I mean, you're right, Gerard isn't a, you know, tactical, you know, he's not a tactical wizard because he set up exactly the same way on the 29th as he did for the cup final. The other thing as well is their entire system set up that high intensity and things like that. Now, another example of that would be Leeds with Bielsa. Now, more so last season probably, for the first portion of the season, Leeds looked absolutely unbelievable. But that system takes a lot out of that team. Yeah. Now, if you couple that with, as Bow points out, key players being out for a period of time, I think it, it starts to show where their, where their weaknesses are. Do you know what I mean? Morelos, guys never scored against us, but in terms of being a focal point for the team and upsetting centre-halves, he's very important to them. Tavernier is one of their main creative outlets. He's not playing. It's different. Kent, Kent's the sort of guy who'll give you a flash of 
very good play and then not disappear for the rest of the game. So I don't think they can rely on him as much as they can, the two players that were out. So I think they've been lucky so far and I think that, you know, the, 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 their setups stood them well over the course of the season. But injuries and fatigue start to set in, that will cause them problems. Steve Davis is 35. Yeah. Um, that that three of Davis, Kamara and Jack, if they are not all completely on it in terms of pressing, in terms of um, knowing what what space and where to be positionally, if one of them's off it, they're cupped. See, do, you, do, you take, do you take confidence, Boud, sorry, before you come in, do you take confidence from that result and that, you know, all the kind of negativity that we had after the game against them? And let's face it, we, yeah, I think we would all count ourselves as worried as well that this yeah, yeah, was I, really... A, I'm, worried I'm not saying that yeah. it's not, but, you know, it's going to be a lot closer than probably we want to... Yeah. You know, that's comfortable. Be, yeah, it so will. it will. And do you take a wee bit of heart from this? You do, and I mean, I mean it's Hearts at Tynecastle, but remember, Hearts are bottom of the league, so it's also it's it's a poor result from Rangers' point of view. Um, and hopefully, we'll see a lot more of them. Um, when it comes to our next game against them, it doesn't matter if those midfielders are at the top of the game because Smiley Sorrow is just going to break them. Jesus, him and Scott Brown both. Battering. battering rams, yep. just absolutely dominating life. Absolutely. That's your guarantee. Lock that down. Lock of the week. Um, so this this week, tomorrow, we have um, the St. Johnson game. So we're away to St. Johnson um, tomorrow. And then we're away to Hamilton on Sunday. Um, and this week, I think Rangers are playing Ross County tomorrow night. And then they have Aberdeen, uh, but both home games. So this is their kind of run of home games while we're away quite a lot. Um just kind of to look at both games like together, is, is there anybody, obviously um, Neil Lennon mentioned today, Chris Ayer's back, um, Ryan Christie's, Christie's available back. for selection. Um, Eddie's obviously back as well, there might be a doubt over uh, Yozo. Who would you like to see play? What would your, if we could maybe put a team together, maybe it won't be tomorrow night, but over the piece, who would we want to see playing again? One Ayer back in for Yozo, without a doubt. Correct. I would also... Greg Taylor left back. It's <sighs> not going to happen. I'd play him, but it's Lennon. seems to be Lennon's blind spot. And Eddie. Yeah, man, that's it. <laughs> you want Eddie back in. Would you have Christie going straight back in? Yeah. You would have to think it would probably Ooh, be for Encham. Yeah. I think Encham's been great. Yeah, Encham's done well. I'm not so yeah. sure I would necessarily throw... I would be tempted maybe to play Christie on the right. If Forrest is, is fatigued, a break for um, give a little bit of you know thingy. We could even play that diamond again and Cham, Christie, McGregor. Are anybody worried about St. Johnson? Um, we don't. We've not tended to struggle in Perth recently. We've got a good record there, but I'm always worried. I'm yeah. just always, especially this time of the season when. The Hamilton game's obviously on a plastic pitch, yeah, yeah. which brings that kind of factor back yeah. into it. But I think St. Johnson, for me, would be the bigger worry of the two. Cliché time, one game at a time. Aye. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it, it's true. Worry about Wednesday, then worry about Sunday. The pitch is always horrible. Uh, these plastic pitches. See, if it was up to me and you could relegate three teams this season, 
They said that, that, well, that would be Rangers, Rangers first, but, <laughs> but if you could relegate three teams, it would uh, you would relegate the three plastic pitches because they're so horrible to play on. So bad. The, the, is the Celtic pitch? Does it look as bad as what it does on telly? Does it look as bad when you're there? Because it oh, it doesn't look great. Does it, look good? it does not look good. If this is the what eight hundred thousand hybrid state of the art pitch, I think someone's bumped us. I think Rogers got a deal. Sorry, it was the uh, Rats cousin. Rogers. It was the Rats cousin. Aye. Um, yeah. So, up front though, because obviously Griffiths has been playing, we want Eddie back, but do you think we'll see a bit of game time for Clamara? Probably not. I think we'll go one up front again, and I think it'll be Eddie, and Griffiths will be second sub. Now that, I just mean, you know, maybe people will be saying, well, you know, the fact that if Eddie and Griffith are fully fit, then, you know, a la the Kamara game, I think that Christie now throws a, a, a spanner in that, in terms of you want Christie on the pitch as soon as possible. So I think it goes uh, one up front again, and I think it's Eddie. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. We played three five two, 5 um, obviously against Kilmarnock, and then moving back to um, the one up front at um, Ross County. What would you rather see? Would you like to see the two up front again? Or do we just stick with a one and have Johnson back in the team? Not with Frimpong out. No. No. No, I, I, Aye, I probably prefer the one up front. Um, Eddie starting, but I think I, I've got a wee bit more faith in, I don't know why, in Neil Lennon. I think with Ayer and Julian playing at centre-back, I think he'll be more confident he'll play Taylor at left-back. Um, I, I just don't see it. I, think we I might, hope I'm wrong. Klamala might start getting starts. I mean, Greg Taylor played for Kilmarnock his whole career 101 league games with them he knows that pitch better than anyone he knows how they play better than anyone <clears throat> if he's not playing then and Hayes is play, plays the two games after I just I, unless Hayes gets injured I think Lennon's going to go with his gut and I who mean, he trusts he's he, he seen the game like the rest of us I think he's I don't know I need something I need something he, he, he came out this week and said that Jozo's really fucking consistent when he plays I know, but there's part of that. Would you want him to come out and go like that? He's fucking shit. That Jozo's crap, isn't he? <laughs> and we'll don't, give him a, don't, give, don't give him a contract. Well, he did say uh, that's up to Peter Law. Aye, fair enough. No, I, I don't expect him to stick. Like, I don't fucking know. I just, it just, it really the just come out and Stephen Gerrard them. I don't know, fucking shit. That's aye, why we're only five points ahead. Nah, <laughs> I just feel it's a waste having a guy like Taylor on the bench when. You know, You've got Johnny yeah. Hayes playing at left back. Exactly. Um, so it's another big week. Obviously, we'll, we'll see what happens in the transfer window and, and two two games. And as you say, you kind of got to just take it one one game at a time at this point. But what do you think about the Motherwell game after that? <laughs> Never mind that. Um, Friday transfer window shutting. Despite the quotes today, what cargo will we getting in, lads? Oof. Get the Sky Sports on. Get the old Sky Sports news Well, on. actually, it's yeah, the look. Quilter is playing. Um, Stuart Duggan's gig at the uh, the Blue, Blue Arrow Jazz, the Blue Club, Arrow Jazz Club in Sucky Hill Street. Nice. Um, tickets available. There'll be a link on the Cynic website, uh, the Cynic uh, Twitter. I can't make it. You want me to text you? Aye. When we sign all the players. You sitting with your Kestrel. Victor Abino, five. Can a Kestrel devil dug by my side? That'll be it. The perfect evening. Yes. Um, a bit like this. Chris Scalhoff, thank you very much. Thank you very much, Louis. Bowd. Thank you, and Mona Hoops. Ah, Mona Hoops. Uh, Samari. Louis. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. We have been a 90 Minute Cynic, and we'll speak to you down the road. (laughs) 